Welcome, everyone, to Alter Echo, the pulpit voice of me, Andy Smith, pastor of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. I am so glad you are along. Let's come now together into the presence of God. Well, hello, everyone. I'm coming to you this week from my office at St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. It's an ELCA church, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And I'm so glad that you have found us again and are helping me launch this podcast entitled Alter Echo. This weekend is really the official beginning of this podcast. And we hope it'll only grow as we proclaim the gospel and hear the gospel together of Jesus Christ and are renewed by it and empowered to go out into the world and and live for our Lord and Savior that much more faithfully. So I'm glad you're here. It's been quite a week here in Minnesota. Yesterday we had tornado warnings, uncharacteristic of course for this time of the year for us, torrential rain. And then just days before that, bright warm sun, 20 or 30 degrees above average. (laughs) So we've got a false spring, and it's tempting us to want more quickly, and it's not going to come. But that's okay. We'll take what we can get. A couple weeks ago, when we started toying with this podcast and finding the right kinds of platforms to put it on, I asked my wife, Paula, to think up a catchy name for the podcast So we both went to bed that night and slept on it. We both even kind of tossed and turned and got up in the morning and she said, I got it. The title should be Alter Echo. And I thought about that for a second and then it started to sink in. That's perfect. What is the proclamation of a sermon, of of the living word of God also that comes out of the pulpit when we have church together, but an echo of what happens at the altar? That in the sacrament of Holy Communion, pure grace, the overflowing love of Christ through his sacrifice for us, and the renewal that we're promised through forgiveness and and new life, what happens in the pulpit, but that same thing, that that gets echoed from the Word of God that gives us life in the Holy Spirit as well. So I, I told Paula, you are on it. You got the right word and name and title for this particular podcast. So everyone, I I hope you'll join me when you can in this podcast and in this time of worship. I'm sincerely considering this as much a time of worship as anything else we do. I kind of wonder where this podcast will be used by all of you. Maybe you are sitting in your hotel room between hockey games or basketball games on a tournament weekend. And you're gathering your kids and you're, you're listening to Pastor Andy. It'd be a wonderful way that this podcast could provide worship for you. Or maybe you're in the car driving from one place to another. And the serenity and the peace and the promise of these minutes that we spend together in God's word fill you with new life. Or maybe you're just sitting in your living room at home trying something new and realizing how unique this time is that something like this can bring us into a sense of worship with our grace-filled God. There are probably a thousand other ways that this podcast can be used, and I hope it will find its way into your heart in those ways. 
and give you the life that God wants you to have. Let's listen to the gospel for this week. It's from Luke chapter 16. You'll readily recognize the story. I'm going to read it out of the message version of the Bible. Here's what it says. There once was a rich man, expensively dressed in the latest fashions, wasting his days in conspicuous consumption. A poor poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, had been dumped on his doorstep. All he lived for was to get a meal from scraps off the rich man's table. His best friends were the dogs who came and licked his sores. Then he died, this poor man, and was taken up by the angels to the lap of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell and in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham in the distance and Lazarus in his lap. He called out, Father Abraham, mercy, have mercy. Send Lazarus to dip his finger in water to cool my tongue. I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham said, Child, remember that in your lifetime you got the good things, and Lazarus the bad things. It's not like that here. Here he's consoled and you're tormented. Besides, in all these matters, there is a huge chasm set between us so that no one can go from us to you even if he wanted to, nor can anyone cross over from you to us. The rich man said, Then let me ask you, Father, send him to the house of my father where I have five brothers so he can tell them the score and warn them so they won't end up here in this place of torment. Abraham answered, They have Moses and the prophets to tell them the score. Let them listen to them. I know, Father Abraham, he said, but they're not listening. If someone came back to them from the dead, then they would change their ways. Abraham replied, If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they're not going to be convinced by someone who rises from the dead. Dear friends, everyone, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So we've got this story laying in our laps now. Let's come to God and let him guide us. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, We see you giving your life for our sake. We admit we really can't comprehend this. Yet, it is the heart of your reality in our lives. Humbly, we pray, help our souls, minds, and our very selves become your reality so that your heart is our heart. In Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. I want to mark this day first today for us because of the life-changing milestone that it is. One year ago, this very weekend, we closed down this church and our country due to a global pandemic known then as the novel coronavirus. COVID-19, now we know it. It's ubiquitous. 
There are 525,600 minutes. Does that ring a bell at all? In a year. So I want to mark this day first by us giving our silent prayer for just one of those minutes for the now more than 530,000 Americans who have died to COVID. More than one per minute this past year in our country. And for their family and friends. So, pause now with me for one full minute. One minute of giving our hearts for our fellow country people is the least we can do. God be with those who have died and those grieving with the comfort of grace and the power of the resurrection. Second, I want to mark this day for you. Each of you has experienced arduous decisions this past year, and a great sense of loss, and challenges we could never have imagined, and perhaps even threats to our sanity. I want to mark this day to honor what you have experienced, and to let you know your experience has been real and legitimate. This year has impacted all of us in existential, life-changing ways. COVID can't define us because we are so much more as people than what we've experienced this past year, but it has shaped us and it has changed life itself in ways we now need to embrace. As we mark today for what it is in all its complexity, let us realize and give thanks for the mercy of God, which has carried and renewed all of us every single day in this time of turmoil, yet also a time of opportunity. So, now we come to the fourth Sunday of Lent. Do we ever round a corner in Lent, I wonder? A time when we maybe realize our deep self-reflection, if we engage it, is giving way to broken hearts, overseeing Jesus start that lonely walk to his cross for the sins of the world, including ours. Perhaps we're getting there. 
Today, we're touching on the particular confession we made on Ash Wednesday that goes like this. Our self-indulgent appetites and ways and our exploitation of other people, we confess to you, have mercy on us, O God. That confession is about greed and neglect about self-gratification and the using and also ignoring of others so that we might feel entitled to what we simply just want for ourselves. It's the story almost perfectly from the gospel today of the rich man and Lazarus. My question for today is, are you and I willing to search our hearts and our patterns of living, and our decision-making, and even our weakness to our own selves and appetites to confess where we are enacting the sinful way. Let's not allow ourselves to get caught in the weeds of thinking Jesus is talking about heaven and hell in this story. He just isn't. He is talking about the love of money and the neglect of people in need. He is talking about the deadly disparity between rich and poor because of the love of money. He's talking about the damning nature of this. He is hearkening all who hear him to recall Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10 in the Old Testament, that the lure of wealth is a bottomless pit, and his sheer vanity. And he's also hearkening us who hear to the tradition in the synagogue's wisdom that eventually became biblical truth that the love of money, not money itself, but the love of money, is the root of all evil. What if we never tackled this lure that every one of us is tempted to succumb to and instead Just let it blind us by allowing ourselves to be defensive about it and circling our own wagons, not opening up to God or anyone else. Would that denial blind us to the Lazaruses of this world? Would it blind us to inequality and injustice and human need that takes place all around us? Would it blind us even to a growing emptiness in our own souls? I think you remember a few weeks ago in the gospel when a man lie beaten and bleeding and dying by the side of a road. Some key people of faith walked by him and not only did nothing to care for his wounds, but actually even moved over to the other side of the road so they could rush on past. Today, a rich man with so many means not only ignores a wounded, bloodied man lying at his gate on the road, but even has that gate erected there between him and that wounded, dying man to keep him separated from those who are in need. In three weeks, we will experience again Jesus as those same wounded, bloodied 
beaten people himself, whom no one will give aid or care or love to. And he will have walked that lonesome road to the cross all by himself because of a world and a people stained and absorbed by the sin of their own self-indulgence. Where is the gospel? Where is the good news in this? After the brutal honesty of it all, where is the hope? Well, it's here. Jesus dies because of this very raw sin that is part of us in our world and this life. He shows it to us vividly for what it is, but then he transforms it. He rises from that death. He's not defeated by it. And he says to us, that may be, in fact is, the way of the world and of sinful, unexamined, unrepentant life. But it is not the way of the kingdom of God, which is here right now with me, the risen living Christ, and with you. And the kingdom of God is available to you right here now. Your perspective can change. Your soul can be renewed and filled up again with my way of life. You can share the yoke with me and live your life for the sake of a world in need. You can change the world with me. You can be freed from being a slave to the love of money and self-indulgence and can be set free with generosity in every possible way right from within you. You can see that this would be as much of a resurrection and experience of heaven for you right now as it will be at the end of your life when you wake up in my arms having been a child of God who loved your Lord and discovered the joy in your life of being able to live my kingdom's way. So, let me end with this empowering renewal of our soul's perspectives through Christian theologian Miroslav Volf. Volf has said, that there are three kinds of people in the world. Takers, traders, T-R-A-D-E-R-S, and givers. Takers, he says, are like the rich man in today's story. Always take, never give. Traders are willing to give, but only if they get at least as much, if not more, in return. They are calculators and primarily are self-focused. Givers are what their title says. They give freely, generously, joyfully. Which leads me to this simple yet profound story from Gary Langness, who used to be senior pastor at Augustana Lutheran in West St. Paul, Minnesota. He told of how he and his wife had picked out a new bedspread from J.C. Penney. They went and got it, 
And Gary said he just had this gnawing feeling inside about how much it cost. He had spent much of his ministry serving in Tanzania also and could only imagine what 200 bucks could do there versus the 200 bucks they'd just spent on this bedspread that he said they really, truly did not need. So they took it back and gave that 200 bucks and then some, of course, right away to Tanzania to people living with a world's amount less in every way than we have and do. And he never looked back. He realized again how his Lord had changed and transformed his perspective and life itself and how much joy he knew again. Givers. Our giving can only be a shade of what our Savior has given for us. But to be transformed by him is the greatest gift. And the door this opens in us can bring endless growth and help for others and light and meaning in our souls and joy in our hearts and love for our Lord. So, thank you, God, for never giving up on us and on your whole world either. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.